Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hi, everybody. So glad to be with you today. It's a wonderful opportunity we get together and transcend time and space and be together. So I know many people are downloading the radio show and you can find it at iTunes. If you search for my name, Jennifer Hadley, I know that's an easy way to find it. And you can get the, all the recordings. We had David Hoffmeister last week and Ken Wapnick the week before and Gary Renard the week before that. And this week we have Chris Cade. I'm going to be introducing you to him in just a few minutes. So I just came back from Unity Village late last night. And I'm tired. <laughs> We had a spiritual hoot nanny out at Unity Village over the weekend, and it started on Thursday. And, uh, you know, one of the things I would like to share with you is I was at Unity Village last April for uh, a retreat where I was one of the facilitators. By uh, It was being done by my very dear friend, Reverend Mark Anthony Lord, who has the spiritual center in Chicago, it's a, um, it's called the Bodhi Center, and it's part of the uh, Science of Mind family, and the Centers for Spiritual Living there. It's a beautiful, beautiful center, great group of people. I've been there a number of times, and it's just a powerful, beautiful uh, group there in Chicago. And uh, we did a retreat together in April at Unity Village. And right after I got there, I was walking around that gorgeous campus, taking it all in. And what started to come into my mind was to bring a group of Course in Miracles people there in the fall. I could see in my mind's eyes the colors of the trees changing and the people coming from all over, particularly the Midwest. And I thought, to ask Gary Renard, who's a friend of mine here in Los Angeles, that we could come out there and we could do something really beautiful, give people a space to really deepen their understanding of walking the talk and truly living A Course in Miracles. And it kept coming to me. And so I finally had a meeting with the retreat director at Unity Village and said, "This I'd like to propose, is there some room in the schedule? And she said, no, we really don't have any openings you know maybe next year and i said well i'm just feeling it for this fall and she went back and looked at her schedule and lo and behold what was available was columbus day weekend and that was my ideal choice because we get the extra monday holiday and so we booked it and uh or we 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 penciled it in and I went back to my team and I said because it takes a whole team of people for me to produce the things that I do and to be able to offer all of these things for free so I have a whole team of people who work for me and for those of you who aren't yet aware I offer an eight-week class we're in a week 
three of Living a Course in Miracles. You can register. It's totally free at livingacourseinmiracles.com. Uh, Gary Renard uh, is one of the teachers in that class. David Hoffmeister, Chris Cade, who's my guest today, he's one of the uh, teachers in the class. We've got a great group of people, John Mundy and uh, Paul Sheely, Karen Russo. We've got all kinds of teachers to assist us in truly living A Course in Miracles, truly walking the talk. So, um this what we just had the retreat this weekend it came together and initially my team when i proposed to them they said we can't we can't add one more thing to the schedule this year we don't have the people power to to put it all together and uh so anyway i could feel it so strongly i just kept holding it i just kept holding it and to me that is part of what we are learning to do Sometimes I teach classes in prayer, and I, I hope to do one next year, fit that into the schedule, maybe early in the year. I love to speak and teach about prayer and share what I've learned about prayer because it has transformed my life. Prayer is such a beautiful practice, and there's so much confusion around it. That's why I like to bring clarity to it. And to me, prayer is holding a container. So we don't tell God what to do. It's not like going into a store and saying, God, I'd like one of these and one of these, and would you monogram it for me? It's not like that. But we work in the invisible, and we create a container in the invisible with our thought, and spirit flows into that container. So I kept holding the container because I felt I was being guided to do that. And I have learned that part of walking the talk is trusting the guidance. So many people pray and pray and pray for stuff, for healing, for relationships, for all kinds of things. And then they get divine guidance, which comes in many forms, and they push it away. They ignore it. They don't trust it. That's why I did two weeks Two classes in Living a Course in Miracles last week on trust and faith. It is the cornerstone. We talked a lot about that at the retreat as well. Trust and faith. It is the cornerstone. So ultimately what happened was the team began to catch the vision that it was possible and how we could do it without making it too labor-intensive, which also means expensive. For me, personally. So, we did it. It was great. People came from all over. We had someone who even came from Brazil, someone who came from Nova Scotia. People came from around the United States, and people drove 10 hours from all over the Midwest to get there. And it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was so deep and so healing and so profound. People kept telling me over and over again, I've never experienced anything like this. This was amazing. I had no idea this kind of experience was even possible. And so what I'm sharing with you is one of the ways that we make A Course of Miracles personal is we begin to trust And have true faith in the divine guidance. Now, part of it is we get an idea like doing a four-day retreat at Unity Village. 
And all of a sudden we start thinking, well, how am I going to make that happen? See, now I've trained my mind not to go to how am I going to make that happen. That is not my responsibility. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to listen and follow the guidance. Because in the mind of the infinite, everything that is needed is known. I don't need to figure it out. I need to listen. And I am willing to listen. So for those of you who know uh, that I record a new prayer every day, I'm going to give you that prayer line number in just a moment. I record a new prayer every day. I call it my power prayer for today. And you can also read about this on my website at jenniferhadley.com. Jenniferhadley.com. It's just my name. And there's a lot of free stuff there, and one of them is the Power Prayer for Today, which, by the way, you can also find at iTunes if you search for Jennifer Hadley at iTunes. There's a lot of free stuff at iTunes if you search for me. So, in my prayer today, it's a prayer for willingness. And it's so important to cultivate that little willingness. A Course in Miracles tells us that our little willingness is all that's required. And what it is, is it's really the willingness to choose love. When we listen to divine guidance, that's what we're choosing. So many people pray and pray for divine guidance, divine wisdom, divine insight, for clarity. Mm-hmm. We pray for clarity, and then the guidance comes. You know, the guidance comes in the form of, you really need to forgive that one. And we think, but I don't want to. Or we think, well, I thought I did. I already forgave them. But that doesn't mean that they're not a jerk and what they did was wrong. But I forgive them even though they're so wrong and so bad. You see, that's not walking the talk. That's not true forgiveness. So we get constant guidance about how to walk the talk and what that means. But so often we are not willing. Willingness has been my hardest lesson. And I still am learning it every day, every day of the week. And so um, in the classes for Living a Course in Miracles last week, uh, I was quoting from the, the workbook, Lesson 135, uh, which is one of my favorite lessons in the workbook. I think that one and Love Holds No Grievances are my two favorites. And uh, in that, if you start at paragraph 11, it really takes us into an awareness of how to cultivate the listening to divine guidance. And, you know, this is a lifetime practice. So we have to be in it for our life. We can't think that we're going to go to a retreat or take a class or go to a workshop or even read a book and that we'll suddenly be willing However, we can pray to be more willing, and that's what the power prayer for today is. And if you go to jenniferhadley.com, it's going to be up there on my website uh, on today's blog. And I have a lot of prayers there, so you can listen to a lot of different prayers. And I'm inviting you to consider that as a resource. I know you also have the Silent Unity, which is magnificent. And I have the phone number for Silent Unity on my website. 
insight as well. So we're cultivating our willingness all the time. And trust and faith is required in this curriculum. We have to place trust in the divine guidance or we have to be willing to place our trust in divine guidance. And if we're not willing, then how the heck are we ever going to recognize the guidance? If we think we know how life should be, then we will never discover the possibility of what it really is. Yes. So our answered prayer is always seeking us. It's always seeking our willingness. So I invite you to join me right now and place your hand on your heart. Take a deep breath of gratitude with me. And right now we're cultivating that willingness. We're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self. Invoking divine grace and divine faith into our awareness. Saying yes to the highest possibility in our life. Saying yes to being willing to be led and guided to a life of magnificence, a life of beauty, a life of peace and prosperity. We're opening our hearts and minds right now and we're sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully let it be. (sighs) Amen, amen, amen. So I'm going to invite Chris Cade in here and he is a former software product manager who has had a real opening and he reaches tens of thousands of people around the world through his network of spirituality websites. And he's a real connector and he is sharing what he is learning as I am doing. And this is what any uh, spiritual teacher is really doing. Teaching is sharing. And Chris is here to share with us this week about really taking A Course in Miracles into our heart, into our mind, into our life. So welcome, Chris. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, my pleasure. I'm looking forward to our Living A Course in Miracles class together, too. So me too. That's going to be fun. Why don't you tell a little, a little bit about your experience of how you came to really start to have faith and trust? Because I think that is inspiring. Well, I really think of myself as um, a reluctant hero in that regard. I really had no interest in spirituality prior to 2006. Uh, I had just gotten married. My wife at the time was having a child. And there was a certain issue in our relationship that had come up many times, which I really just kind of pushed under the rug because I thought my life was great. I had the six-figure job, the beautiful wife, the kid on the way, the property, my car, living in Silicon Valley. It was the perfect life. But the one issue that kept getting shoved under the rug was she had a spiritual path, and I really didn't. I had nothing to gain from spirituality. And one day she said, either you get a spiritual path or you get a divorce lawyer. And, um, I saw the second story window and I wanted to throw her through it because she shattered 
my idea of, like you said earlier, how reality should be. I had my ideas of how reality should be. She shattered that with one sentence. Um, and I reluctantly did mm. go to the bookstore, picked up some books, and synchronicity led me just from one book to another to another, and um, really discovering my own path in spirituality and realizing that for me, the cornerstone of all of my development lands in seeking the truth above all else. That's the, the pivotal practice, the mindset. That's what I love is the truth because that's what reveals to me how reality really is and not how I think it should be. And how do you define the truth? What's being revealed to me in the moment. Um, part of it is a personal truth. What am I experiencing right now in this moment? My hands and feet on the table, talking with you, sharing with people. So there's a, a truth in the moment right now. There's also you know, divine truth, ultimate truth, one truth. It's the truth that our spiritual teachers of all ages, all cultures, have tried to cultivate, to share, but that's the truth that we can always get the idea of how it should be, what it is, because other people tell us that's what reality is, that's what truth is. But if we don't start first with the personal truth, we'll never get there. It'll stay in our head the whole time. So for me, that path of awakening is every day opening up to my personal truth, where I'm at right now, and allowing that to reveal and unfold to me the deeper truths of the universe, which I'm always learning more about. Whoa, well, we're going pretty deep pretty fast here. <laughs> we're we're going to take a break here in just a moment. So we're going to come back with Chris Cade, and we're talking about the truth and making it personal with A Course in Miracles. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. So, we're here with Chris Cade, and just before we pick up that conversation again, I realized I forgot to give you the phone number for my daily power prayer. And that number is 760-569-7600. I'll say it one more time so you can grab a pen if you didn't have one already. It's 760-569-6005. I record a new prayer every day, and people all over tell me that they have it in their speed dial. It's the first thing they listen to in the morning. It's the last thing they listen to at night, and they... People have told me that they've been stressed out in the line at, in the, in the bank and they've called for a power prayer. They've, uh, shared that number with their friends and in, with strangers even, dialed it on their phone and passed the phone. So there are times when we will allow ourselves to stew and be upset and feel afraid and prayer works. So that's why I record a new prayer every single day. 
And I don't have some program of prayers. I don't know what it's going to be until the time comes to record it. And then I open my mind and invite spirit to tell me. And I, I'm led and guided to that. And again, at jenniferhadley.com, you can subscribe to get my spiritual espresso, which will give you the daily reminder to listen to the prayer and the click and pray. So you can listen online. So for you, that's a toll call. It's a Southern California number. If it's a toll call, then um, you can uh, listen online wherever you are in the world because we have people from all over the world praying in our power prayer circle. So you can be my prayer partner if you'd like. I'd certainly love to have you as my prayer partner. And so we're back here with Chris Cade, and he is one of the teachers in Living a Course in Miracles, the eight-week class that's totally free. And you can learn more about that at livingacourseinmiracles.com. And Chris was just talking about the truth. And so one of the things that Chris was talking about was his personal experience of the truth and the bigger truth. And and I wanted to ask him, do you think there's a there's a difference between our personal truth, and the truth? Are there two truths? No, there aren't two truths in my experience. It's more a matter of including and perception of the way that we see the truth. Being physical, in human form, landing here, walking the talk, you know, as you say, this is the location by which we perceive the universe, by which we perceive truth. And so it can be so easy to get caught into a teaching like we are all one and stick that in our heads and be like, oh, that, that's how reality is. But if we don't walk that talk, if we don't live that experience, it stays in the head. And so when I talk about personal truth, for me, that's the experience really of landing where I am, acknowledging my my state, my being, who am I right now? What am I right now? Who am I taking myself to be? What am I taking myself to be? And by landing right here, I allow my perception to be continually clarified so that I can have those deeper universal truths to be revealed to me and I can see that they're one and the same. You were talking about willingness. I think that's a really wonderful place to start because it can be so easy to look at willingness as this, um, a truth that we have to um, abide by. You know, the spiritual teachings, that's something that happens a lot. We, we take a teaching, we try and abide by it. Oh, I, I should be willing, and I should be allowing, and I should let all these things into my life, and I should be um, walking this path. And if that's not where we're landing, we can't walk that. We'll just be faking it the whole time, thinking how we should be and trying to be that way. But when we get really honest, when I get really honest with myself and I look at what is blocking my perception of willingness, why am I not able to step into this divine willingness? Why am I not able to receive and feel the support that's there? When I really acknowledge that's the personal truth of where I'm at, it opens me up and it reveals to me the fact that I am supported because I see those blockages as the illusions that they are, as the, the difficulties that they are. Uh, you know, a great example, as I shared with you last time we talked, I've been going through a really difficult time personally. Um, mm. Emotionally, I've had some very close relationships to me severed, pulled apart, 
and I've had ideas of how I thought those relationships should be, and they aren't that way anymore. So the truth of my immediate experience is that I've been experiencing pain, and that's real, in the moment. But what is really important to see is that that pain is a shield over my heart, a blockage. And so I look at that and say, what's this pain teaching me, telling me, leading me to? And what I've come to really realize, and I, I knew this intellectually, but to feel it, to land in it, is that the pain is more like a shell. It's, it's that blockage that is in front of the softness that's within me, the joy, the love that's in my heart. And so by allowing that pain and saying, okay, what's this about? What's the truth of this immediate experience? I can see, oh, it's just, it's my perception. I'm not able to accurately see the joy because I'm being blocked by my perception. And so when it comes back to this idea of truth and the willingness to open up to our immediate experience and say, reveal to me what I need to know, reveal to me the truth, that's really what I love about seeing seeing truth both with both perceptions. One is having this personal experience. What is it here? Where I'm at? Where am I landing? And then taking that next step and saying, how is this revealing to me the deeper truths that people have taught for ages? Yes, and that's where our... Personal experiences are a gold mine for our awakening, for our expansion. And uh, some folks know that for uh, 17 years, I think it is now, I've 17 and a half, something like that, years I've been a part of the Agape community with Reverend Michael Beckwith. And one of the things he says is the pain pushes until the vision pulls. And in my personal experience, the pain is always there to push me, and the vision is always there to pull me. And uh, like you, Chris, I have had so many deeply, profoundly painful experiences. And gosh, I don't know anybody who hasn't, (laughs) really. Some of us more than others. And um, for me, what I learned in that time of experiencing really, really deep pain, because I I haven't in a few years now since I really committed to walking my talk and seeing clearly, I, I noticed that I haven't had a lot of painful experiences and I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful because there was a time where I felt like it was one thing after another and like I was being gutted. So <laughs> I can relate and, to that. Been there, done that. Um, <laughs> and I think it's really part of the path. That's part of walking the talk is that we don't start on this planet having full awareness of our divinity, of our wholeness. And our society has so many ways that we become conditioned into not experiencing ourselves that way that it takes a real breaking of how we see ourselves, of the way that we perceive how reality should be before we can step into that and say, oh, okay, all these, th- all these blockages, all these things that have been in my way, they don't have to be. Well, and, you know, for me, one of the really helpful insights and clarity that I got that helped me unwind the pain, because for me, I 
experience the pain as the result of my attachments. And I have many Buddhist friends. And my close teacher is a Buddhist teacher. Her name is Venerable Dahani Iwahu. You can look her up, Y-W-A-H-O-O. And Beauty Way Productions is her main website. And Venerable Dahani is um, the founder of the only Tibetan Buddhist nunnery in the United States. And she's in Vermont. And she's a magnificent teacher, very, very clear, very awakened being. And she, she has helped me see this wonderful teaching from the Buddhists about what we're really doing is we're releasing all attachments. Attachments create suffering. That that's what the Buddha meant when he said life is suffering because life is attachments. We're attached to our sense of separation and all attachments create suffering no matter how big or little. There's no size matter. There's no size difference in God. It's either you have an attachment or you don't. And attachments come in two flavors. And one of the things I got really clear about uh, this, or one of the ways I got really clear about this uh, philosophy about attachments and understanding it was I went on a 10-day silent meditation retreat with the Vipassana people. And that's V-I-P-A-S-S-A-N-A, Vipassana. And I encourage a lot of my students to go on Vipassana and, and experience that 10-day silence and work with that meditation style that Buddha used to enlighten under the Bodhi tree. So attachments come in two flavors. That's the way I describe it. Cravings and aversions. We think we need something, that we have to have it. We want it. Of course, if we want it, we don't actually have it. Because the things that we have, we don't want. We already have them. So when we're looking outside of ourselves, seeking the kingdom outside of ourselves, then we're wanting, 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 thinking that we don't have because we're not looking in the right location to find it. And then that's the craving, seeking in the world, looking for others to fill us up and to uh, validate us, etc. And the other attachment is the aversion when we hate things, when we despise things, when we judge things. So attachments come in those two flavors, craving and aversion. They always create suffering. That's what pain is. And all through the retreat that I just did with Gary Renard at Unity Village, I was talking and in the trust and faith classes last week at livingacourseinmiracles.com, those classes for that class, uh, on trust and faith, I was talking about unhooking the attachment and really thinking of it, it's like a fish hook. You know, that it's got that barb on it. It's not easy to let go of an attachment. We have to be interested in liberation in order to see the value of letting go of the attachment. But as long as we think we're right and that we need something outside the kingdom, then we will be in pain and suffering. Yeah, it's no fun. It's no yeah, fun, but it all. is our teacher. And, so you know, what are you really, learning? You really touched on something important, which is about the pain really arises from 
our expectation of how reality should be, our attachment to our ideas of reality. And that's why I seek truth first, because I can want all the happiness and money and relationships in the world, but if I don't know the truth of why I want that, what that's about, why I feel separate from it, then I'm just going on a a rabbit chase down a lot of holes that I'm never going to find what I really want, which is myself. Well, that's it. And the truth is eternal. It's infinite. It's unchanging. The illusion is always changing. That's the one constant in the illusion is that it's ever-changing. We hear that said all the time because it's, it's true. It's true. The, cause, the law of cause and effect never takes a holiday. This is one of the things that the unity teaching, the science of mind teaching, and the Course of Miracles teaching have in common. They have many, many things in common. But one of the cornerstone of all of them is the understanding of the law of cause and effect, that our mind is projecting our experience. We're experiencing what we think. It's the only way that we can have an experience. We have to be thinking it. It's happening in our mind. So what, if we're thinking my good is somewhere else, if my good is sleeping at somebody else's house, I'm going to be suffering. Not because that person is sleeping at somebody else's house, but because I think they should be somewhere else. And that is one of the hardest things for people to accept. Because they want this Santa Claus God. They want to abdicate their responsibility. Yeah. They want to abdicate their responsibility for, oh, it's my thoughts that are creating the suffering. They want to say, no, 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 no. The suffering is being created because of what's happening outside of me, not because of what I'm thinking, not because of how I'm perceiving it. It's not about the meaning I make of it. Oh, no, 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 no. These are the facts. (laughs) The facts of the inaccurate perception of truth. Mm -hmm. At the retreat this weekend, you'll appreciate this, Chris. At the retreat this weekend, we watched the movie Groundhog Day. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah, that was our Sunday night popcorn event. And we had a lot of fun this weekend. And we did deep work, and then we we would chillax and relax and have fun together. So, um, you know, in Groundhog Day... He, I, I, it would be interesting to know what the writer thought, how many times Bill Murray actually relives that day. But as you're watching the movie, you start to realize, oh, he's had thousands of these days. <laughs> and, it's, and he's and a slow learner. Days. Yeah, he's you know, a that, slow that's learner. our days. We keep doing the same thing over and over every day. Wake up, eat, take a shower, you know, have relationships, do our work. Whatever it is we're doing, you know, we do the same thing fundamentally every day, expecting a different result, because we're not realizing that different result is not out there. Like you're saying, the different result is inside how we perceive everything that we step forward to. And until we realize that we're on that rat race, that just wheel spinning, we stay on it indefinitely. I mean, that's where I was until I was threatened with divorce. I would have been on that wheel, waiting for an early retirement from the corporate world, hoping to save and slave my way until a you know heart attack like my dad had fortunately he survived but that was the path I was on mm-hmm. 
Yes, the pain is pushing us to wake up and smell the spiritual coffee. So we're gonna we're gonna be coming to a break here in just a minute, Chris. And and when we come back, let's let's give the folks some ways out of the the pain and the suffering, some clear things that they can do. All right. You bet. We'll be right back. Today I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So this is Reverend Jennifer Hadley, and I'm here with Chris Cade, my guest this week, and he's one of the teachers in the eight-week class, livingacourseinmiracles.com. You can join us. It's totally free. We're in week three this week in Living A Course in Miracles, and we have John Mundy, who's going to talk about what to do when the ego calls, how you actually manage to go the other way. 
And uh, Chris, we were going to give some practical tips and ideas about how to bring the truth into our walk and our talk. And what is what is the thing that you find most helpful on a regular basis, on a daily basis? On a daily basis, the most helpful thing for me is really, it's a mindset shift, which is looking for that truth. What's really true right now when there's a conflict coming up and someone is telling me how I am and um, or telling me how reality is or telling me there's a problem, even just a simple problem, I'm curious about what's the truth of this situation. Is, is all that's being said accurate or not? And by moving into the, the curiosity about the truth, and I think that's really important here, is, mm-hmm. is the sense of curiosity. What, what's really going on here? How can I discover new things about reality in this moment? The way a child does. A child picks up a new toy. They don't think, this thing's round and it will roll down the hill. They think, <laughs> oh, this thing's cool. What happens when I throw it? And they mm-hmm. see And we can do the same thing with reality in the moment of really stepping forward with some freshness and saying, maybe I don't know everything there is about this. Maybe I am not the the director of the universe. And by acknowledging that in just a candid, humble space, we can shift around into what you're talking about earlier, which is how can I take ownership of how I perceive this situation. How can I take ownership for my experience right now? Not the other person who maybe I was judging, maybe I still am judging, maybe they're judging me. How can I take ownership for that, for the fact that I, I feel judgmental towards this person? What's going on here? What's leading me to that? And acknowledging that, like you said, it's the projection. It's some aspect of me is judging myself and believing that judgment. And because of that, I throw it out into the world and say, that's how reality is. So for me, the, the, just the most important practice is always that pursuit of truth and turning it inward and saying, how can I really take responsibility and ownership for this experience? Because until we do that, then all of our spiritual seeking, all of the paths we do, every practice we take is always going to be out there looking for that other thing that will hopefully complete us, hopefully make us whole, hopefully give us whatever it is we feel we're lacking in the moment. And so for me, that um, it just has to come home first to me before I can ever look outwards for how to live the course, how to live spirituality, how to walk the talk. I mean, it has to start here with me now. And so that's my biggest practice, but it's not really... It's easy to say that because the Course says it in different ways. The Course says things like, I could see peace instead of this, and love holds no grievances, one of your favorites. You know, you could say those things, and you can get what that's about. But until you look inward and say, what am I choosing to see right now? Why am I not seeing peace instead of this? Why am I holding grievances? Why am I not able to step into love? What is it about me right now in this experience that is blocking that? From me from perceiving reality in that way. Um, all the teachings will just stay in the head entirely. So that's really my first practice is just make it personal. That's beautiful. I really love what you're saying there. And that that moment of pain is, for me, it's that 
when I, the very second that I start to feel any kind of distress whatsoever, that's when I know I'm hooked. Yeah. I'm hooked and it's time for me to unhook myself. And so then going into, okay, what, what is true here? What's real here? And what am I projecting? What am I judging? Where are my opinions? Where have I made something up? Where am I grasping? Where am I attached? Starting now, to ask per- those questions. Yeah. Yeah, one perspective I found really helpful when I'm thinking about or experiencing or in those moments uh, where I'm feeling pain or trying to control reality is really a better way to look at it. I mean, that's what pain is, is it's uh, realizing that we can't control reality anymore the way we had been, the way we want to. And so the pain is that indicator. Uh, But when I'm really thinking about this element of trying to control reality to keep it in my box of how it, you know, I think it should be, most of the time, actually all the time, what happens is there's a distancing between two polarities. And the two polarities are either trying to overcompensate for some deficiency I feel, so I try and take control of reality to not have to feel that deficiency. If I can look at you know, the judgment that's floating in the space and the way that I'm judging someone, that could be because I'm overcompensating because I feel inadequate in some way. So if I, if I extend that judgment out towards others, I don't have to feel my judgment. I don't have to look at myself. I don't have to take responsibility. So there's this overcompensating nature of trying to control reality, and that's one way that we often go. The other way is the exact opposite, which is identifying with the deficiency and saying, oh, I'm such a judgmental person. I'm so Mm -hmm. terrible. I'm just not good. I don't get the spirituality thing. Um, I'm not loving. Um, All I have is grievances. You know, I'm not peaceful. Um, And that just takes us the other direction. And both of those are because we feel that deficiency inside because we're not really attuned, aligned with our true nature in the present moment of who we are as divine beings. And so for me, when I see pain in my life, it really is that indicator that I'm, I'm going one way or the other. Either I'm identifying with the pain and the deficiency that it's bringing up, or I'm trying to overcompensate and control my reality. So I find this really helpful when I'm in the moment to be thinking about it and feeling it, really. I mean, in my body, am I overcompensating for something that I don't feel I have? Am I trying to control reality? Or am I just totally taking it on, being like, oh, they're right. You know, this is, you know, I just, I can't do it or whatever it is. Um, it's another step in working with the truth is really how I think of it is, is looking through those polarities. You know, it's it's so healing and so nourishing when we can recognize that we have an opportunity in every moment to make a choice, to make a decision, to accept the personal responsibility for our life. Now, I, I say that it's nourishing because it is so distressing when we literally do think that we're a victim. Many people are attracted to the victim so that they can blame others. But there is so much despair that comes 
from blaming others because we know that we are further entrenching ourselves in that sense of separation, in that uh, feeling that unity is so far away. And for for me, as part of walking the talk, one of the, the things that I just hold in my mind has really, really helped me as I say, the judger always feels judged. The attacker yeah. always feels attacked. And the lover always feels beloved. So what would I like to feel? Would I like to feel judged? Would I like to feel attacked? Or would I like to feel loved? Yeah, that's, it really does come down to that. You know, I could choose peace instead of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to figure out that path to, to choosing peace. And having had so many, you know, decades, a lifetime of social conditioning that tells us that we, you know, have to find the peace outside of ourselves, that um, it's difficult to, to rewire that programming in our brain. One thing that also really helps me is just two daily meditation practices. I mean, it's one of them is a, just a concentration practice, bringing myself to my breath over and over, mm-hmm. doing that for 20 or 30 minutes a day. That's just everybody talks about the benefits of meditation, but until you do it for six months, a year, several years, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. people will never really realize how that is one of the key enablers to, to walking the talk, to landing mm-hmm. where we are. Because that meditation, it doesn't, it's not just because we want to feel peace and feel better about our reality. It, it develops very important skills of bringing our attention to a very specific place. And when we're trying to discern reality and truth, we need to bring that specific place to us, to ourselves, to take responsibility. And meditation is one way that I really enable that in my life. Now, we've only got a minute left. What is the other meditation that you do? It's a total presence meditation, starting with my uh, right small toe, and I just feel the essence of my toe, feel it against the ground, feel the inside of it, the outside of it. Do that with all of my toes, move up my right leg, right fingers, wrist, elbow, shoulder. Go to the other side, left shoulder, left elbow, fingers, down through the leg to my feet and toes and and feel the full presence of my body in that context. Then I bring in my hearing, listen to the sounds around me, and then I open my eyes and maintain that connection with my body. And if I lose connection with my body when I'm either opening my eyes or my ears, I go back to my body and then repeat again until I can have all of me open in here. Well, that sounds like a great practice. So we're giving people some real tools. Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. We've been with Chris Cade, and this week in the eight-week class, we have John Mundy. When the ego calls, how to go the other way. Thank you for joining me. I love you. Thank you, Jennifer. Have a great day. I love you, everybody. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio. 
the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Online at www.JenniferHadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Have you ever considered that everything you think and say is a prayer to the universe? Are you sending a positive or negative message? Join Rev. Beverly Molander and her guests on Affirmative Prayer, Activating the Power of Yes, to find out how you can activate your own power of yes. Using affirmative prayer or positive intention can make a big difference in the way you think, feel, and live. If you want help moving from chaos to clarity in relationships, health, prosperity, or work, this is the place for you. We'll have some how-to suggestions about how you can say yes more often from this point forward. Talk with Beverly Molander and her guest live every Monday at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern. Affirmative prayer, activating the power of yes, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Consider these inspirational thoughts from the Quest for Prayer from Unity House Books. Holding a special, loving thought for other people benefits us as much as it benefits them. In fact, in some ways, even more so. Consider, for example, what happens when you wash your car with a hose. What gets clean first? The inside of the hose, of course because the water must rush through the hose before it can clean the car. So it is when we hold loving thoughts for someone. As those loving thoughts rush through us, they bless us first. It is a win-win situation. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach for weekly inspiration on ways to identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, where your purpose is your prosperity. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.